Today is June 25th, 2019, and I am Raina Swift Sage, and you are listening to episode one of The Biscuit Brigade. The Biscuit Brigade is a podcast where I share and talk about the sandbox survival game or games I am playing. Currently, that is Ark Survival Evolved and Outlaws of the Old West, and I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. So you'll most likely on uh, about 90% of the time find this to be an Outlaws of the Old West podcast, and I might throw in an Ark Survival Evolved episode here and there so you can just pick and choose which you would like to listen to. You can follow the show on Twitter at Biscuit Brigade. You can email the show at BiscuitBrigadePodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me, Raina Swiftsage, on Twitter at Raina Plays. In the case you stumbled across this podcast and don't know what Outlaws of the Old West is, I will just catch you up quickly. This description is straight off their Steam page. You can find that through the Steam store by searching Outlaws of the Old West. It is a massively multiplayer survival MMO with a huge world, thousands of items, and a modular building system. We can survive the wild, build our own homestead, defeat villainous bandits, and work with others to tame the Wild West. The game has multiple biomes, and changing weather affects not only the types of resources you can harvest, but also the animals that you will encounter. The scale of the environment and harsh climates will challenge the player's knowledge of the land and ability to survive. Launching with an initial massive play area that will only get larger, it's easy to get lost in the wilderness. This game released into early access on March 12th of 2019, this year. The developer is a Virtual Basement LLC and the publisher is Wandering Wizard. You can currently buy Outlaws of the Old West through the special promotion of the Steam Summer Sales. The offer ends July 9th, 2019, and it's 30% off the game right now. So its normal ticket price of $19.99 is now only $13.99. So it's actually a very good time to hop in and check this game out. What I like about this game so far, and I'm just approaching 100 hours, whereas coming from Ark Survival Evolve, I have approaching like 4,400 hours. So I've definitely experienced an Ark Survival Evolve. I did a podcast on it for like two and a half years. I've played it since 2015. I think I know that game, but I really, really, really like this game. So I wanted to do a podcast for this game. And what I really like about it so far is that it seems to be pretty optimized compared to my experiences in ARC over the past four years. And that is pretty awesome because this game is, like I said, only been out for three months. It's crazy. I love that the base game, as it is now, has so many awesome personalization options already. Whereas I have to add like 20 plus mods to my ARC server to have the same selection. It's crazy. I love that there are bandits in this game as well as creatures in the world that I can contend with. I used to wish that ARK would have AI NPCs like the Bush People mods I had to load onto my ARK servers. So naturally, I love the fact that they are already in this base game. I love that. The dev team for this game might not be the most active on social media at this point or the most interactive in the community at this early stage, but they are hammering out updates and really showing that they might not be replying to the community as much as some feel they should, but their actions via the patch notes show that they are definitely listening in my opinion. 
I love the different biomes. I always spawn in the prairie. I had no idea that the mountain and the winter biome was so different. It had skunks and like there's, I mean, as you go north, it just gets amazing. I haven't even touched the desert zone yet. So it, this, this map is very large, but they're just con continuing to build on an ad and that has me really excited. I am also in love with the AI bandits because they are so hilarious. I'm not a fan of their twitching and erratic behavior, like some of the bison and the bandits have, but like uh, my friend uh, Jazil and I have noticed when we're playing, it's easier to shoot them from our horse because if you're on your feet right now at this early stage of the game, those guys can run circles around you. It reminds me of like the bad Terminator from the future that was, you know, the liquid cop that could run the speed of light. Like, that's what the bandits sometimes remind me of. Like, there's just no way they should be able to run that fast. But hey, early access. And it's still funny. It really is. But so many times I have logged into the game and had a bandit spying on me through my log cabin window. And when I would move to the back loft, he moves to the back of my house to get a good look in that window. I tried to escape and I got lassoed. I just, it, all of a sudden a lasso wrapped around me, but I still tore off on my horse. It was hilarious. I'm excited to see what they have in store for us. We will be moving into news. Oh, we got some patch notes. We got some news out of the griddle. We have some news and patch notes hot off the griddle. Last week, I noticed that there was a change of hands in the Outlaws of the Old West community. And the Outlaws official Discord first wizard posted this message. Posted it on last Friday at 8.53 p.m. Hey, everyone. I am moving on to new things in life. So at Wizard Khalifa, we'll be taking over my role here. Be sure to send her your reports about servers being down. And I also noticed that this week, being yesterday's patch notes, were also posted on Steam by Wizard Khalifa and no longer uh, the, the first wizard. So apparently Wizard Khalifa is in and first wizard is out. Moving on to other things in their life. Very vague. But we wish you well, first wizard, and welcome, Wizard Khalifa. <laughs> Wizard Khalifa said, Howdy, summer is upon us and hopefully you're not stuck wandering around. Bandits will be the least of your worries when you're traveling in the intense heat wave. With the addition of player shops to earn money and blueprints to help you make your place feel more like your own, you'll be more than comfortable escaping the sun and enjoying ice cold drinks in your establishment. They added prefab NPCs as individually placeable items available from your mailbox. I personally thought that this was awesome because this has been a huge community request. Having each player have to build these prefabs led to server lag and towns being built everywhere that looked a lot alike. Now players that want to build their own buildings can place the NPCs in there and they have a more unique customized experience. This also allows the players that don't like to build the opportunity to use awesome looking prefab buildings. I love that they did this. They saw the need and understood the reasoning and why the community wanted it and they jumped on it. I remember when I played Ark and the kibble system was so wonky and a burden that in order to reduce the taming dinos in that game, you had to make kibble. 
But in order to make kibble, you had to tame all these different kinds of dinos and you had to have them lay their eggs and collect their eggs to bake their kibble. And then what you ended up with was just a whole bunch of dinosaurs lying around your base and that ended up cluttering servers and causing poor server performance. So the fact that this dev team for the outlaws jumped on this situation so quick and so fast in their development is amazing. They definitely get a kudos in my book because it took like three plus years for ARC to, uh, to take care of their um, bulky kibble service and all that. I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> so good on them for seeing the need and jumping on it and listening to the community. Ooh, ooh, way to go, way to go. They also added player shops, which allow players to place items for sale at a price they would like and other players can purchase from the shop. Players will receive 80% of the profits. I don't know where the other 20% goes. I personally think this is awesome because it allows an avenue for player involvement and interaction. I had hoped that all these prefab buildings wouldn't turn this MMO into a single player experience. It's always good to have some balance by offering players choices. So I'm happy to see a lot of choices being offered to us in these set of patch notes. They added cheat prevention for transferring money to merchants, fixed naming storages that were not saving, added the zoomed out camera to moving large buildings, fixed crash on single player start or leave, fixed horses using the wrong slot index on their storage, breaking auto eating and drinking. Now this was such a needed fix. This is a great fix as the official discord was filled with tears from many players whose horses they had purchased for heavy chunks of gold had died, right along with many players who had quite the horse collection. I personally wasn't too upset because they make it really easy to tame a horse in the game. So I knew I could just get out there and tame more, but those that chose to farm the 10,000 plus gold to purchase a horse from the stables, I can understand their tears. But at the same time, I really wouldn't spend 10,000 gold on a horse in an early access game with the expectation that I will have it forever. So, I mean, there is that catch 22. <laughs> Gotta lower those expectations, <laughs> increase your happiness. So um, I'm really happy that they are ironing that situation out. They also added a new tool, Blueprints. This tool allows players to build many of the pieces originally found in the prefabs. How amazing is that? This is so cool. They definitely went above and beyond with this option. They not only let you purchase just an NPC instead of an entire prefab building, but now you can create the items that are in the prefabs. So awesome, so cool. They fixed the snake mount not showing up in the taxidermist menu. They made the saloon easier to place, which I think this was a great thing from the frustration I have seen from some of the Twitch streamers. I watched this guy lose his ever loving mind. He would place the saloon and it would appear out of his walls, like out of his fort wall way over in the next prairie. It was hilarious as a stream viewer, but definitely not as the streamer. I'll tell you, it was it was crazy. He would like, he tried like five times, he would place it, lock it in in front of him, and then all of a sudden it would disappear. And you'd see his camera turn to the left and it'd be way over in a field. And we're like, what? How does this even happen? It was, so, it was funny. But not for him, definitely not funny for him. I think I saw his face like turn like multiple shades of red, so. Uh, they adjusted recipes and crafting time for all clothing items in the sewing bench. They fixed clo clo clothing selling price, 
Fix gun clipping on the main menu. Change the garden bed to require water every four hours. I think this should actually be extended. That's just my personal opinion. I hate it when games try to run your life. Like many people work eight or more hours a day and to know that while you're working and sleeping, some plants need to be watered in a fake world. Some fake plants need to be watered in a fake world. Seems like a bit unrealistic. Unless they plan to have a way to extend the water time via another mechanic in the game I'm currently unaware of, then I feel like this needs to be extended to a more realistic time. But like I said, that's just my opinion. Also, they have increased health of the crazed miners, and they fixed destroying stairs from breaking foundations, which I didn't have it break the foundation when, well, I did. I, I, uh, yes, I did have that happen. I was just thinking, I also had it break the walls. So whenever I would put stairs up to use as like a scaffolding, cause I would like have to work on my house. So I would put a foundation, then a stair and then like a ceiling so I could climb up and like work on higher levels. Well, then when I would go to get rid of the stairs, it would take the foundation and then it would also take the wall next to it. So that I do feel them on that. That was so frustrating and I'm so happy to see that they fixed that. And um, yeah, they say thanks for all of your support. There's no summer break out on the frontier. So keep the feedback coming in. They really appreciate it. And like, um, you know, you should know this by now if you play this game, you can find the patch notes. And if you would like to see all the past patch notes and future ones, you can go to the Steam store and search for Outlaws of the Old West or, you know, go to reinaplays.com, click on the Biscuit Brigade tab and you will find my podcast and the show notes. Okay, after restarting six or seven, ten times on official servers, suffering from the logging into the server with a frozen character bug, I decided to rent a small server from Nitrato for a few friends and myself to play on. And I like it a lot so far. I have had a smoother experience. Not so much a problem with the ping. Um, I haven't logged into a frozen character yet. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, there's not a lot of server clutter because right now on official servers, granted they do frequent wipes and so on, um, there is a lot of uh, homesteads built up, a lot of those towns with the prefab buildings, and not to mention a whole bunch of pinwheels or spinning wheels everywhere on the server. I mean, they're just everywhere. Everybody plops on the spin wheel to tame their horse and they leave it there. So I really feel like there should be a timer, a DK timer or something on those. <laughs> it's frustrating. I don't see like foundations lying around like I've seen in other games or things marking off territory or blocking stuff like that but I definitely see a lot of spinning wheels and I've seen like uh, trolls using spinning wheels to block and build a barrier around other people's homesteads because it only costs like 25 wood and you can make it right off the bat. You don't have to have anything special to do it other than the wood. So yeah, it makes taming your first horse really great, but it also makes the potential to be a troll really great and really fast and really easy. So I really think that if they're going to add any DK timer to anything right now, I feel like it should have something to do with the spinning wheel. Maybe it should um, DK if it's not on a foundation, something, but oh yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just everywhere. Pinwheels are spinning, I call them pinwheels. Spinning wheels are everywhere. So 
Uh, like I said, um, I did watch a video from uh, the Unusual Me YouTube channel, and he seemed to suffer from the same frozen character bug that I had suffered from, and he claims from his video he posted yesterday that they had actually went in and fixed that, so that would be cool, because I had to hop around from different official servers. It's just part of early access. Uh, sometimes the server would disappear, sometimes my character would be wiped, sometimes I would load in, and and all of my stuff would be gone, and, and or it wouldn't render in, and I'd just leave, and then come back and log out and be back you know just the basic things and if you've played um, sandbox survival games or early access games you kind of expect this so you just roll with it that's why you're there and um, reporting stuff like that so um, yeah but I do like knowing that I have my own little you know little server that I can play on and I don't really necessarily have to worry too much about it just wiping or leaving at this point so that was cool and you can run nitrato servers like as little as like a four slot server all the way up so if you just have a handful of friends and you just want to kind of host your own server to have a little bit more control over what's going on and the type of people coming in you can password it and everything and it was like five bucks around there not bad at all so a tip for in game definitely if you did not know and you're just starting out definitely do that that spinning wheel first to tame a horse and your life will be gravy then immediately like I said destroy that spinning wheel so that you don't litter the land with your nonsense um, I am rebuilding my my homestead on the biscuit brigade server and I'm building in the 1114 grid because I really like that spot where it has that little stream that rolls down into this pond it's really cool it's a really nice place to build I don't appear to be too far from the mountains, but I haven't ventured that way yet. I find myself always getting stuck at this level, and then all of a sudden, like, I would build my homestead, I would fill it with all the crafting stations, I would just start feeling like I have a good grip on the game, and then all of a sudden, the server would be wiped, it would disappear, my character would be frozen upon login, and I would never be able to advance past, like, the first gun that I could build, or the ball ammo. Like, I could never get past that because I'd have to start over again. So it's been nice feeling like I have a little bit more control over my technological advancement in the game now because I'm running my own tiny server. So I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah, that's what I've been doing so far. And I also uh, joined a new RP server. They've been advertising everywhere. So I've been working on building my little house on that server. I haven't really got to RP yet but I did have a bandit uh, stalk me in my window and I thought I'd be slick and try to hop out the back door and that's when the bandit, which I'm assuming was a bandit, lasso try to lasso me off my horse i haven't had a band bandit try to lasso me so it could have been a player but because it's an rp server you know <laughs> but i feel like it was a bandit because if i moved it to a window they would move to a window if i moved to another window they would move to that window i feel like a player just would have ran in after me but they didn't so i really feel like it was a bandit and that's the funny part about this game that cracks me up because i've had some friends buy the game and then they realize they they think that these are players and they're like I thought I was on a PvE server. Why are there players chasing me and shooting at me? And we're like, um, those are bandits. <laughs> it's been hilarious. All right, this is the time of the show where I'm going to share an Old West fact because why not? It'll definitely help with RP. It helps to know more about the environment that we're playing in. So I thought this was a very interesting Old West fact I definitely did not know about. 
Did you know that feral camels once roamed the plains of Texas? That is right. The U.S. Camel Corps was established in 1856 at Camp Verde, Texas. The arid southwest was actually a lot like the deserts of Egypt, so they thought, you know, why not? In 1855, under the direction of the then Secretary of War Jefferson Davis, Congress appropriated $30,000 for the purchase and importation of camels and dromedaries to be employed for military purposes. Davis believed that camels were key to the country's expansion westward. A transcontinental railroad was still decades away from being built, and he thought that the animals would be well-suited to haul supplies between remote military outposts. In 1857, after a pair of successful trips to the Mediterranean and the Middle East, the U.S. Army had purchased and imported 60, between 60 and 75 camels. I have read conflicting reports regarding the number, so I'm, I've heard 60, I've heard 66, I've heard 75, so 60 to 75 camels. Despite the animals' more, you know, sketchy qualities like spitting, regurgitating, and, you know, defying orders, the experiment was actually deemed a success. The army used these as beasts of burden on short supply trips to San Antonio, and under the orders from Washington in June of 1857, the herd was actually split into two groups. Two dozen were sent in on an expedition to California, which was led by Edward Fitzgerald Beale. As the Civil War broke out, exploration of the frontier was curtailed and Confederates captured the Camp Verde. After the war, most of the camels were sold, some to the Ringling Brothers Circus, and others escaped to the wild. The last reported sighting of a feral camel came out of Texas in 1941. So they presume that there's actually no lingering descendants of the Camel Corps members that remain alive today. So in case you did not know that, now you do. So hey, you might want to RP that you're part of the Camel Corps. <laughs> you might want to. So uh, we're going to go into sharing some Wild West terminology because why not? Abandons means foundlings and also applied to ladies of the night. Above board means in open sight without artifice or trick. And above one's bend means out of one's power and beyond reach. So there is some Wild West terminology for you. We're going to be going into the segment where I help you find a name for your cowboy and your cowgirls. This ain't Dodge City. And you ain't Bill Hancock. You might not be Bill Hancock, but you might be... Gus Croker Hopper. Rufus Wager Stark. Clayton Bloodless Charles. And Adam Bull Puckett. Those for the guys, or hey, how about if you're rolling a cowgirl? You can call yourself... Ida Badig Hanny. Isabel Trapper Jones. Molly Badmouth Stevenson. Selma Integrity Newman. And Effie Leather Bush. So there, I went to fantasynamegenerator.com, and that's where you can go if you don't like any of those names. I love seeing what they come up with. Well, it's time to wrap it up and mosey on out. Well, that's a wrap. If you would like to get a hold of the show to share a tip, share a tale, 
or a bucket of early access tears, just email biscuitbrigadepodcast at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter at biscuitbrigade. You can find the show, the show notes, and other ways to contact me, Raina, as well as the other gaming podcast I host at rainaplays.com. It's been a pleasure, and until next time, Raina out!